0: How do we guide boys to grapple with the many mixed messages they are fed every day? Our guest is going to shed some light on that. Stay tuned for On Boys. But first, these messages from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle
1: feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about ByHeart baby formula. ByHeart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk, and ByHeart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on ByHeart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only US-made infant formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's b y h e a r t.com/podcast and it is 10% off your first order. byheart.com/podcast this is a limited-time offer, and additional terms and conditions may apply. COVID levels are spiking in some areas, and if that is the case where you are, you might want to consider upgrading your face mask. LCP Medical, one of our sponsors, makes a frontline protective face mask. It's a cloth face mask, but it comes with five replaceable N95 filters that go in the fabric face mask you don't need a separate thing it doesn't look huge and bulky and there's three different options for these filters there's the standard n95 filter or you can choose their anti-pathogen filter which destroys viruses and they have sport filters available high filtration high flow for you to use during sports or exercising
0: whoa at the gym What a brilliant, brilliant option. Now that we're getting out and about a little bit more, you need to have more protection.
1: It's a good idea to keep a higher level of protection mask around for you or your kids so that when virus levels are spiking in your area, you have this option. You can provide a little bit of extra protection without a lot of extra effort.
0: You can see all of the masks at lcpmedical.com. Use Envoys as your coupon code for 10% off your entire order. That's lcpmedical.com. While you're upgrading the protection for your family, also remember Cozy, the app that will help you upgrade your organization. You'll be able to... Coordinate meal planning, schedules across all of your family's devices. You just have to go to Cozy, C-O-Z-I, download that app, and start getting organized.
1: This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison.
0: Hashtag the future is female. I've seen this on bumper stickers and young girls t-shirts. I'm betting you have too. And I always wonder how do boys feel when they see that? A seven-year-old boy told his mom, all the girls are perfect and I'm the bad one. Clearly at age seven, he already gets it. At that young age, he's already beginning to understand the mixed messages our boys and men grapple with on a daily basis. Our guest today has been engaged in dialogue along these lines since the 80s, encouraging conversation with men and women about women's disadvantages, but also advantages, and men's advantages, but also disadvantages. Because sure, there are both. But how do we guide our young boys to grapple with these mixed messages and begin to change them? In his most recent book for boys ages 13 to 23, Heroes of the Blue Sky Rebellion, our guest gets real, offering practical and easy to understand steps for boys who must wrestle with issues created by sexism on the playground, in school, work, and in their relationships with girls and adult women and men. Jack Kammer, welcome.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, that wonderful introduction. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. In your book, at the very beginning, you quote a boy, age 17, who said, the hardest part of about being male at this age is you are always told to be a man, but you are never told what that entails. There is no list of things that you can do to be considered a man. There is only a list and a long one at that of things that are forbidden. Wow, that is powerful. And I'm so excited to hear more about the Blue Sky Rebellion. Tell us how you came to, I know you've written books in the past and, and how, how, how you came to this one that is, it's an action guide for boys.
2: Yes, it is. It's it's a, a book that I wish I had been able to read when I was young. Uh, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But I do want to give a shout out to Tristan Glasby, who is the 17-year-old boy you just quoted. He actually wrote that in the foreword to the book. He wrote that uh, and allowed me to to put it at the front of the book. Uh, he's an amazing young man. He's no longer 17. I think he's 21 now, but uh, he's, he's, he's doing really well.
0: But well, clearly he gets so, it.
2: Yes. 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 he, He really does. Not only does he get it, he understands it and he embraces it. And unlike a lot of young men, he's comfortable with what he perceives to be reality. And he's confident that he's not psycho. He's not imagining things. He's not a malcontent. He's not a loser. He's not a woman hater. He's not a girl hater. He's just this is really going on and nobody's talking about it. And we really need to.
1: I want to dig into that for a minute, because as I was you know, looking at your book. You are you're very blatant about pointing out incidences of, you know, uh, boys and girls being treated differently for the same exact behavior on the playground. And we talked about that with a recent episode, Gemma Gaudet talking about being an advocate for her boys shared that my boys have experienced it. Listeners, yours probably have too. As I was reading for a second, my brain is like, I don't know, do we need to point this out to the boys? Like do we need to point out a problem where they might not realize one exists? And then I thought back up. They know this exists. When we don't talk about it, the term gaslighting is is so familiar. And when we don't talk about it, it's kind of a form of gaslighting because we're kind of saying by not saying anything at all, this thing that you sense, nope, not happening. Yeah. And that makes you feel crazy.
2: Yes. Maybe a good way to thread that needle that you point out, not raising in a boy's mind something that he hasn't noticed, which I think is probably unlikely, but agreed, you know, you you might, you might uh, thread that needle by saying, so have you heard much about all the advantages you have as a boy? And of course he will be able to say, oh yeah, I hear how great it is to be a man and it's a man's world, men have all the power, da 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 da. And then that would give you an opportunity to say, so have you noticed any disadvantages Mm
0: -hmm. you
2: have as a boy? And open up the question for him to let him come forward and say, well, yeah, I, I did notice that It sometimes it seems like on the playground things aren't fair. And this thing that you're, you're talking about, you know, either they confront it now or they confront it later because uh, it doesn't go away after the playground, after recess. Uh, what you're talking about happening on, on the playground with different levels of discipline carries out throughout life because men get longer prison sentences mm-hmm. for the same offenses as women. And so, you know, there's really two pieces to this. You know, you we want to make sure that the boys know they're not imagining things, mm-hmm. but also talk to the people who are creating the situation that is not being imagined and say to the teachers, what's going on here? this was pretty clear. This was pretty obvious. This was pretty blatant. What other subtle ways are going on in that classroom that I have no way of noticing or seeing? I, I can tell you this one. This one has been with me since November 22nd, 1963. Does that date ring that a bell to you?
0: Definitely rings a bell. Yeah. Dallas, it
1: not, Texas. It does no okay? Thank you. I was born in 1972, which is my yeah, excuse, Jenny, people. Youngster, you. <laughs> I'm like that's a very specific date to remember.
2: Yep, November 22nd, 1963, JFK was assassinated. I was in seventh grade. We heard he was shot. We didn't know how badly. I was in a parochial school a Catholic parochial school, my teachers were nuns. And, you know, there are a lot of stereotypes about nuns, and some of them are deserved, you know, that they're mean and cruel, and they'll crack the whip, and they'll smack you with the ruler. But some of them are really nice, really lovely, sweet, wonderful people. And I think I had about 50% of each. In the seventh grade, I didn't really like my teacher, and I don't think she liked me. But this is a larger picture than just me. When the principal came to the door of our classroom where we were praying that maybe JFK wasn't hurt too badly, opened the door, peeked in, just whispered to our teacher, he's dead. The teacher stood up behind her desk and she leaned over her desk and she said to the class, do you see what you boys grow up to be? Murderers. Oh, Oh, my God. Wow. And and sort of like Star Trek, Jen, you you know Star Trek because you're you were born in the 70s, right? (laughs) When the incoming photon missile or whatever it's called, proton missile, whatever it's called, is coming in and the and the shields go down on the Starship Enterprise, the deflector shields come down. This was way before Star Trek, but the deflector shields came down for me. Wow. To deflect that incoming missile with the knowledge that the man whose death she was so upset about was a boy who did not grow up to be a murderer. Right? What is she saying here? And back to your point that you raised a few minutes ago, I, that one was pretty obvious. But how many other little pieces of self-hatred An inferiority complex has she tried to inject into me and the other boys in this class. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: And, you know, we don't talk about this. We don't study it. I don't know of any big research grants that have been allocated for sociologists and psychologists and early childhood educators to research this. I think if there were a similar problem happening to girls, we'd see a lot of research about it. We'd see a lot of books about it, and we'd see a lot of action about it, and we'd see a lot of people being called to account for it. But it's not happening for boys. That's got to change.
0: Yeah. And I so appreciate that message because I was an educator, and I I was a mentor to teachers, and of course, by and large, mostly female teachers, right? I would talk about this with them. You have to, as a female teacher, male teacher too, but mostly female, you better figure out how you feel about boys. And there are teachers who get boys naturally. That's an easy, easy thing for them. I actually was not one of those teachers. I had to do a lot of work in that area to understand their energy and their impulsivity and all the, you know, the ways they needed to learn. And until our female teachers really, dig deeply into, you know, that high school boyfriend who was mean to her or, you know, her father or whatever it is, she is passing on those subtle messages to her male student. And there may be some fear in her about, you know, oh, what do I do if they get out of control? How am I going to get them back? And I'm well familiar with that feeling. But I was just working with a client last evening whose son is five and a half in kindergarten and they're getting the calls. You know, here we are in the early part of the school year. They're getting the calls from the teacher. He won't keep his hands to himself. He's, you know, busy all the time. And the parents were feeling like, what is wrong with my kid? And in this 45 minute conversation, We were able to flip the script and they were able to see there is nothing wrong with my boy. It is the environment. It is the school. Are they giving him enough opportunity to be physical, to engage with his friends in a physical way? Because that's what boys do. This is ever present happening right now
2: is recess still uh, not a regular part of of school that used to be when i was it
1: a- is it's changing so my oldest is now 23 my youngest is 15 so in the years that i've had kids in school they were in school during the era where you know we're totally cutting down on recess because we got to get our test scores up it's wasted time all that but at the school my kids went to there was no recess at all once you hit 7th grade Not surprisingly, my son, my second son and his friends got in a lot of trouble that year around midday because, oh, I don't know. These are sporty athletic kids who need to move and suddenly couldn't. There has been some movement and a push towards reintegrating recess in some parts of the country. But at the same time, Janet, I just talked to a mom this week where guess what? Her very active boy child who needs to move, uh, kind of distractible. He's got ADHD. He'd been out on the playground. He did not hear the bell. He didn't go in on time when he realized, Oh, everybody else is gone. He went in on time and guess what they did. They took away recess. (laughs) Yeah. So there's been
0: mixed progress. Yeah. Mixed we can lament this because i and i think our listeners probably have been down this road they know that this is happening i do want to talk about your book and i want to hear about the blue sky rebellion and what that means for boys and men and girls and women too tell us what it is tell us what your hopes are around uh fomenting this blue sky rebellion
2: well thank you it's it's really very much about A word that I that I saw on your website, your podcast website that came up a lot, fluidity for boys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, We, for the past 60 years, have done a pretty good job of making sure that girls have a lot of fluidity in the choices that they can make, the Mm -hmm. options they can pursue, the ways they can think about themselves and their futures and their places in their community and in their family. We don't do that so much for boys. So the the Heroes of the Blue Sky Rebellion starts with uh, a fable, a little story. Should should I quickly run through the story?
1: Please. Yeah.
2: Okay. So it says, once in the middle of the ocean, there was an island uh, that had a mountain range running down the middle. The east side of the island was uh, rainy and wet, and people grew vegetables and flowers there. The west side of the island was dry and hard. And what the people did on that side of the island was they were fisher people. They were fishermen. West side was very rocky and sort of forbidding, cliffs almost all the way around that side of the island. They had one beach they would use to go out with their fishing boats. The people on the west side of the island were were just called the, they were just called the, the sea people, but they were boys. They were men men and boys the people on the east side of the island were called the, the land people but you know it was it was girls the way the uh, sea people kept the land people off of their side of the island was by putting up barriers and fences and barbed wire at the top of the mountain range that divided the island the way the land people kept the sea people out of their half of the island was just by painting the place pink all they had to do one day the land people said you know um we kind of would like to do more than just be farmers and and planters and growers we would like to do some fishing we would like to catch our own fish that would be better for the whole island we'd have more fish for everybody and of course Lots of people on both sides of the island, primarily on the, the sea people side, said, no way, that's unnatural. It's the sea people who are the fisher people. But the disadvantage of those big, powerful barriers that the, that the uh, sea people had erected at the top of the mountain range, the disadvantage is that it's very obvious. They're, they're very obvious barriers. So once the society decides this isn't fair, they got to come down, they get blown up. Very easily, so the uh, land people started fishing, and then when they had their own fish, at the market at the middle of the island at the top of the mountain, where the sea people used to be able to get five tomatoes for a fish, <laughs> now the land now the land people said, "Oh, well, you know that was before. Well, we catch our own fish now. We'll, we'll give you two, maybe three if we like you." The sea people started getting a little bit upset and they were looking over at, uh, you know, all of this pinkness and thinking, well, I'm not supposed to go there because it's pink. But wait a second. I like pretty things. I like flowers. I like tomatoes. Why can't I grow my own? Why can't I go over there just like they came over here? Of course, the elders, the sea people elder said, no way. We have to sing the songs about the deep blue sea sea and the big blue sky. And, you know, let's sing about how great things were in the old days. We just need to fish more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And of course, the boys were like, no, we fish enough. We need to do some other things more. Mm -hmm. So getting no help from their elders, the land people boys got together one night and said, we're going over. And they crossed over the, the mountain range. And as they came down the path on the other side of the mountain, they were blocked by a a land people elder who said, halt right there. You are not welcome here. We do not trust you and your violent ways. You just kill fish. We don't kill anything. We just grow flowers, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Uh
2: So the boy said, no, 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 we're, we're not. No, we're not falling for that. We want as much opportunity on this side of the island to grow pretty flowers just because they're pretty, to grow nutritious vegetables just because they're nutritious, and to grow things because we like growing things too. It's speaking to boys' inherent desire to be nurturing Mm -hmm. in one way or another, preferably in multiple ways, every way possible, and they shouldn't be prevented from being nurturing in any way. So the boys basically staged their blue sky rebellion because the the sea people elders marched across the uh, mountain range after them to try to catch them and stop them. The boys said, no, we're not putting up with that anymore. You always told us about the big blue sky. Look out to the east as the sun was coming up. The, there's plenty of blue sky out there. Mm -hmm. And the pink of the sunrise only makes it all the more beautiful. It's a new day. We are not renouncing pinkness. We (laughs) renounce nothing. And they had the full fluid lives that we should want for everybody. And that we certainly have done a lot of work to make sure that girls have.
1: I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits. And I hate shopping armoire makes getting dressed easier armoire is a clothing rental membership option and janet and i recently have both tried it out and you guys it is so much fun you go to their website you get to take a little quick style quiz takes five minutes and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing pictures wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute, put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash envoys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash on boys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. It's telehealth, you can access care from your home when it is convenient for you.
0: Visit bywinona.com today to start your free visit.
2: That's the Blue Sky Rebellion.
0: And that is exactly what
1: we talk about and what we want for our boys. It's what our listeners want for our boys. I don't want my male children boxed in because they happen to be male any more than I want to be boxed in because I am female.
2: The crux of the matter is unspoken, but very real notions of female superiority in male inferiority. 60 years ago, when women said, you know, we'd like to have corporate careers, we'd like to be CEOs, we'd like to be managers, we'd like to be highly paid. Um, uh,
1: whatever. We just want middle, to be yeah, highly paid whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sci-
2: scientists, bricklayers, construction people, men were not exactly crazy about sharing our side of the island mm-hmm. with women. And so how did we try to keep them away? Well, women aren't smart. They're not tough. They can't do math. They cry too much. They just want to go shopping. Huge ideas of female inferiority and male superiority. Male superiority in all of the ways that serve to protect male privilege. So, for 60 years, we've done a pretty good job of taking account of all of those ideas of female inferiority and blowing them out of the water mm-hmm. what we still have today are huge huge monstrous and, and and if you ask me i would say in some ways worse now than ever ideas of female superiority and male inferiority in areas of love Relationships, nurturance, ideas of life and love and expression, knowing what your feelings are and trusting your feelings and expressing what your feelings are and saying what you need and showing up. Men don't have a clue, is what we hear. Men can't do two things at the same time. Men can't multitask. Men are clueless. Men just want to have sex. They just want to watch sports. They just want to drink beer. All of this nonsense. I think it's worse now than ever, and we need to confront it and and ask women of goodwill and men of goodwill, because a lot of men will deny that any of this is happening because they've been raised to be good feminists. In what ways have you men been raised to think you're inferior and to the women? In what ways have you been raised to feel that you're superior? It's a tough conversation, but once it starts, it feels good. I believe that it's actually going to be harder to accomplish the second half of the gender role equalization because the male side is characterized by a hierarchy. Mm -hmm. You know, think of any male power structure. Somebody at the top is in power. Mm -hmm. And that's who we point to. Oh, look at all the powerful men up there. It's not fair. But we don't look at all of the powerless men. Mm-hmm. We don't look at them at all. There's a huge amount of income inequality. We know that financial income inequality is not good for cohesiveness of any community. And it's not good for the cohesiveness of the male community, because there are a lot of men at the bottom of the heap, who don't really feel like they got anything in common with the men at the top, and mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the female power structure, you can think of the male power structure as being a huge pyramid or an office building. It goes up 80 stories. It's hard to deny the existence of it. But if you look at the female power structure, it's much more like a convention center, two or three stories high, but it covers 18 acres. (laughs) And to think that what goes on in that convention center is not important is craziness. And What the female power structure is made up of is millions of little hierarchies. And by that, I mean little families. Women are often the queens of those little domains. Mm -hmm. And so when you got a million people who are really invested in this power structure, well, you know, the sisterhood is powerful. We're going to keep it. We're not going to share this. We don't trust men we're the mothers, we're the ones who create life, even though, you know, women don't create life, the zygote creates the life. There's a lot of that going on where women feel entitled and 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 even justified and even ordained by scripture or something to maintain that power structure. That's why we keep hearing how violent men are, even though the science shows that intimate partner violence is about a 50 50 proposition Hmm. with lots of different ways to slice and dice it, Mm -hmm. but it's essentially a 50 50 proposition, but we have a violence against women act, which gives $500 million a year to causes that are associated with the idea that men are violent and women are victims. Not good. So
1: here's the question that I have been struggling with for 23 years, almost 24 years. I see a lot of this. My boys helped open my eyes to a lot of this. I also see the challenges that, that women still face. I mean, it's not these problems. None of these problems are solved. I know that systemic changes need to happen. You know, Janet, you talked about the environment for that boy. That's the mm-hmm. problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But meanwhile, here we are. And so I have four male children who I have been trying to raise to be who they are as humans in a society that still has all these ideas. So what can we be doing? Should we be doing with our sons in our homes to help them navigate while we work on the environment and social structures as well?
2: It might be worth Asking your boys one at a time when the other ones aren't around, what did you want to be when you were a little boy? Basically, the idea there is to get them to think about what their lives were like and who they were thinking they were before all of the craziness started getting poured into their brains.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I will say that craziness too is not just from the adults, it's not just, it's also. On the same peer level, you know, boys police other boys. You can't wear those pink sparkly shoes to kindergarten. The other kindergarten boys are going to tell you that you can't.
2: Right. But in, um, you know, third, when you're three and four years old, you know, little some some little boys get in trouble at that age because they want to get into a princess costume. Mm -hmm. And lots of parents, even at that age, will say, oh, no way, no way. Even in
1: 2021.
2: Yeah. 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 Of course, girls can get up and, you know, can get dressed up in cowboy suits, but boys can't get dressed up in princess suits. But, you know, go take them back to the time when they were fresh and mm-hmm. wide open. What was life like for you then? What did you think about the future for you? What did you want to grow up to be? A lot of little boys will say, well, I wanted to grow up to be a daddy or something. Of course a lot of them will say well i want to be a superman i want to be a superhero but -hmm. all of these things are just male forms of nurturance i want to protect i want to be a good guy you know over the years we're still allowed to be good guys but in narrower and narrower and narrower categories and that works really well for a lot of men they love the chase they love being out there kicking butt and taking names in the corporate life or whatever, wherever they are, but it doesn't work well for a lot of men. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of men who would really, really like to be full-time parents. And I know there are some, but they're more than they more than there there would naturally be. Mm-hmm. And of course the ideal is for everybody, man and woman, to be able to sort of pick and choose what combination and what combination of combinations over time are gonna work best for that family to be happy and thriving. Yeah, yeah. And we do much better helping women with their fluidity, you know, work-life balance and parental leave than we do for men and boys.
0: Mm -hmm. Listeners, you should see, you know, listeners know that we are, we are on Zoom and we're on video. And you should just see Jen and I just nodding our heads up and down, up and down in, in complete agreement with you, Jack. We want this, we need this to happen. And it feels like pushing a rock uphill. It really does sometimes. I want to get to some specifics around some of the things that you talked in the book about. And that, and one of the things that we talk about here on the show often is shame, boys and shame. Tell us more about that. How do we help our boys navigate and become shame-proof?
2: Well, it's all about insecurity, I think. And I think that insecurities are in some ways sort of purposely installed in us, boys and girls, because insecurities are a way to make you vulnerable to the control of other people.
1: You can sell things to women who are insecure about their appearance, for instance.
2: Yep. yep. I think we've done a better job helping women and girls to understand how they're manipulated in that way than to help men and boys understand how we're manipulated in our ways. And shame is the uh, is the emotion that the controllers want to elicit. Uh, what boys are, really don't want to hear and men really don't want to hear is, You're a loser, which means essentially you are ostracized. You are not needed. You are dispensable, disposable to the community to which you wish to belong. You're not not going to be accepted by us men, and you're not going to be accepted by by the kind of women who accept us kind of men and create family and community. You're a loser. You know, go become an alcoholic. Who cares about you? You're you're worthless because we establish very narrow standards for how you become a winner as a man. And it's primarily you make a lot of money. Now, in some communities where there isn't an opportunity to make a lot of money, the standard for not being a loser is how well can you fight? How bad are you? How much are people afraid of you? That's how you become not a loser. Neither standard for being a winner is you know, fully satisfying and or, or very constructive to a, a healthy community. It was a very bad thing for our, our nation to waste all of the talent that women had to be good business people and good lawyers and good scientists. It's a really a bad thing for us to waste all of the love and nurturance, the desire to be fully human and helpful to people who need help that men feel. Oh no, no, I'll take care of this. I'm the mother. It's Mm -hmm. a waste. It's a waste.
0: And to really see, I mean, that that love, that nurturance, it shows up in different ways for men and women, for moms and dads, and for us to open up our, open up the aperture of our lens and see that, you know, this dad is a loving dad. It looks different than how mom is a loving mom and it's all okay. It's yes. All
2: by. yes, because they talk about, you know, what's appropriate at this stage of the kid's life and they and they work it out. And, you know, the husband might say, well, OK, maybe I shouldn't be roughhousing with him like that. But, you know, let me try a little bit of this and you just watch and let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe it is too much what the what the father thinks the kid would like. Um, but on the other hand, maybe the mother goes, oh, wow, he's never been happier. Mm-hmm. He loved this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's Respect and trust between the two partners, between the man and the woman, the male and the female, the yin and the yang, you know, the the the, the, the tension between being keeping the kids safe, but also, at the same time, keeping the kid growing mm-hmm. and exploring new boundaries. It's got to be both. Mm-hmm. And right now, men are the
0: second class parents. Yeah. The men are the babysitters. Dad's home yeah. babysitting. Ooh, right. that makes me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's home yeah. parenting as well. So another topic that we've talked about often here is boys and sex and all of the messages that boys have to navigate and it to become Healthy sexual beings. There's so much on them, and don't even get started with social media and, and all the messages there of how you have to look and act and tell us more about how the blue sky rebellion can support a healthy sexual development in our boys and our girls.
2: What I suggest to, to boys is that there is a huge amount of good feeling you can get. You might call it a feeling of power, good, healthy power, self power, knowing who you are and what you want, and not letting yourself be controlled or manipulated or led into something that you're really not sure you want or are ready for, Mm -hmm. and I suggest, That it can feel really good to be in a position where a girl gets to the point after dropping a hundred clues that she wants to have sex with you. She gets to the point of saying, are you gay? Hmm. Why haven't you had, I want to have sex with you. A huge amount of power. The boy can feel for himself and say, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. I want us to wait a little while. Mm-hmm. i, I want to know you better i want to know myself better i i suggest the 90-day rule and the 90-day rule is not something i used when i was a teenager because i didn't know about it i you know I, I cooked it up when i was in my 30s and 40s i had a, a rule that i would not have sex with a woman until i knew her for 90 days i can think of at least one and others on the on the 89th day. I just realized I don't want to have sex with this woman. Mm -hmm. And if I had had sex with her, you know, on day 14 or one night stand or whatever, the sexual dynamic between men and women is that sex is something women give and sex is something men take. And so when there's sex, men are indebted. It's a form of control oh, you used me, you can't break up with me, you used me, that kind of thing. I don't know how it is now, but that's how it was when I was younger. To be able to hold sex back, not as something you can't get, but as something you're not sure you want right now. Now, I know that we should talk about situations in which the boy is crazy in love with this girl, at least he thinks he is. I
1: think we should also talk about I mean, teenage hormones. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm exactly. gonna have a. I can say 90 day rule all I <laughs> <Yeah>. want.
2: <laughs> right. Yes. But and, and, Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yes, I know, and that's exactly the, the point I was going to make. Because you say to a, a boy, "I know you want to have sex like crazy, and so does she. Don't don't deny that. Right. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't think that's not true. But you have this thing going on for you right now." that will subside in a few years and talk about hormones and what hormones make you feel. Don't just let them be there running wild. Just at Mm -hmm. least help them understand that what's going on in their life is a chemical biological reaction. And it's not necessarily the same thing of as, Oh my God, she is the love of my life and I want to marry her. Mm -hmm. No nature wants to make babies. Nature doesn't care about your happiness. Nature is using you to make babies. Try to hold it off for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know it's hard. I, I, it's very idealistic, but it's a, it's a form of empowerment for the young boy to think, oh, yeah, okay. And I, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but look, masturbation
0: is yeah. not a bad
2: thing. Yeah, it's I'm not in a favor. Because, That's how I because, feel about it. <laughs> because, because nature, nature is creating all of this seminal fluid or whatever it is that creates this phenomenon that we call blue balls.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's it's real. It's a, yeah. it's an urge. It's a it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. Right now, masturbation is something shameful. No, it shouldn't be. I mean, it should be an accepted, acceptable, accepted part of. Young exactly life. exactly
0: yeah and older life and older life we're <laughs> on board with you jack we're on Sorry. board with it's you. an acceptable part of life we are
2: you're right no you're are right
0: sexual you are right. beings yeah you're to right. be able to talk to your kids and say hey if this is okay yes go for it in the privacy yes. of your own bedroom or bathroom and yes. i will knock I will yeah. knock before I always open your door. <laughs> always knock. Yeah. Yes. So for our listeners out there, what are three things that that we can do as parents of boys and girls today, tomorrow? What can we do? We're telling them all the time. Well, you have to talk about sex and masturbation and change. And, and then we say you have to talk less. You, and then we say you have to talk less. Exactly.
2: <laughs> okay. Here, here's, here's the number one thing. Okay. I would suggest Uh, it's very clear and, and you know it and you write about it and you talk about it that right now moms are boys, best advocates. We're wasting some talent here. And so I would say step number one is to talk with the fathers about what's going on and why they're not participating. And I would suggest to you, That probably for many fathers, the answer is going to be something like what women used to say 60 years ago about why don't you ever pay the bills? Why don't you ever write the checks? Why don't you ever decide what stock we should invest in? Oh, well, I leave that to to my husband. He knows best. Mm -hmm. The reason men aren't knocking on the door and saying, hey, I'd like to help out here, not help out here. I want to be an equal partner here and i want us to talk about what's best for our son because i've been there encouraging men to be more involved and to to overcome whatever shame they feel about their inadequacies as parents and nurturers and people who really do have a clue to that you want to talk with them you want to work with them how can we strategize mm-hmm. how can we strategize what we do at the next pta meeting mm-hmm. I'll be good cop, you be bad cop, or I'll be bad cop, you be good cop, whatever. How can you partner with men, fathers, to get to work on this?
0: I love that. I love that. And part of it is that for moms who are used to doing you know, the heavy lifting of home life, many moms, not all, but um, it it's time to step back. Because if you don't ever step back, he will never step up. Same with your boys, you got to step back so they'll step in. Same with dads, step back yeah. and talk about it. Of course, with few words, but talk about it. <laughs> I love how you're covering yeah. all the bases. Right, I'm trying to be so diplomatic here. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Number two would be to have a conversation with your girlfriends who have daughters and say, um in in what ways, well, that might be the way to phrase it, or do you think, um, maybe in what ways, in what ways do you think girls are superior to boys? And of course, they'll deny that they believe that at all, or, you know, yeah, well, my daughter is superior, but only because she's so special, you know. You know, let's peel back all of the stereotypes that we still have about male inferiority and female superiority. Let's mirror what we've done on the flip side yeah. about male superiority and female inferiority. Let's get to work on that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, really the, uh, the science doesn't indicate that that's true. Boys and girls are a lot more alike than we are different. We overlap on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And on some things, you know, there are extremes and, and boys and girls are very different, but you know, even when they're very different, that's not saying one is better than the other, you know, exactly. the left is better than right. It's Left and right need to be talking to each other.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So that would be that would be number two, talking to your girlfriends, and be prepared for, I don't know, some blowback because the sisterhood is powerful.
0: Uh, this is and I then, can see you know Friday night wine date have a conversation with your girlfriends about about this. This is powerful. It's conversation that needs to happen.
1: I'm going to yeah. say that number three is. Uh... <laughs> what we say here a lot. And really, it is looking at your son, loving and supporting your son for who he is as a human. I can't change the whole world right now. But I can make space for my son to be who he is. I can facilitate his interests. I can listen to him. I can not repeat damaging messages that he is hearing elsewhere. So for me, that's one of the easier things to do. And maybe it's because I've been practicing it for, for 20 plus years, but look at your son as a unique human being and support who he is.
2: That is a great number three. And, and I would like to chime in here and tell you that what came to my mind as you were talking was my mother. She, she was, she was a fabulous mother. To me, uh, you know, my, my, my siblings accused me of having been the favorite. And of course my mother denied it, but my mother always made me feel good about who I was. Mm -hmm. She would tell me I was an eager beaver and we would work on art things together. And, you know, she would let me do the, the things that, you know, every boy wasn't doing you know, if I had an interest in art, we would make collages together. We would build Christmas uh, houses out of Necco Necco wafers and gingerbread and all that stuff. She she helped me get comfortable with, you know, my, with my more pinkish things. Mm -hmm. And there was never any cause for me to wonder, you know, am I flawed in some way? Am I weird in some way? I will say that at the same time, not caused by her, what I used to hear as a little boy was similar to what little girls used to hear. Still, to some extent, hear it. Little girls who were good at sports used to very much, sometimes still, would hear, well, you're really good at sports, dot, 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 for a girl. For a girl. A
1: girl. <laughs> you're really
2: good at math, dot, 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 for a girl. What I used to hear was, Gee, Jack, you're really good with babies. Dot, dot, dot. For a boy. And I knew something was up with that. I didn't know what, but that didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And it felt like somebody was maybe trying to suggest that maybe there was something wrong with me. Like, you know, for a boy, I mean, you mean like I'm not, I'm not a boy? You know, what are you saying here? I never told my mother that I've ever heard this or that had ever bothered me, but I didn't need to. She just always made me feel good about who I was. She loved me. She yeah. just loved me.
1: And that's our power, moms. That is our power. We empower our boys by loving them as they are.
2: Mm-hmm. And we also need to throw in here the power that fathers have. Mm-hmm. And I think it's somewhat true that men's, Father's love, well, it's unconditional, but it is conditionally communicated, conditionally expressed in in, in this way. Well, you know, I, you know, you, I, I asked you to do this and you didn't do it. And if there's a reason you didn't do it, I'm happy to talk with you about it. Um, but you didn't do it. And so, no, I'm not taking you fishing. That is a different form of love, but it is love. Yes. I need you to grow up to be a good adult who helps future generations become good adults. Mm -hmm. And the the two together, you know, the mother might say, oh, that was kind of rough on him. Or the father might say, well, you're too easy
0: on him. You work it out. Yeah. You work it out. Well, kids need the balance. Kids need the balance. Jack, this has been a great conversation. We so appreciate you being here. Will you tell our listeners where they can find you and find the book?
2: Well, thank you. The hub of all of my activities around these issues is at jackcammer.com. And cammer is like hammer, but with a K.
0: And we'll put that in the show notes, of course. And uh, we wish you all success with this book and so appreciate this voice that has spanned the decades in this never-ending conversation about inferiority, superiority. Hopefully someday we'll all just be in that convention center together. (laughs) Wonderful, thank you. Thank you, Jack. Thanks for joining us. This is Janet Allison with Jennifer L.W. Fink. We are on boys. If you liked this podcast, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to support our sponsors, when you support our sponsors, you support us, and we thank you for that. LCP Medical has those up-to-date, safe face masks for you. Use the On Boys code for 10% off your purchase. And as always, Cozy is that app that's going to help you get organized. C-O-Z-I, download that app. Thanks for joining us.